Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the fire to his eyes, Michael Howard. Michael. Yes. I don't have I don't have a good response to that. I want to make a I want to make a Game of Thrones show because it's a song of ice and fire, but I don't know if you watched it. No, I did. That's oh. why I, that's why I went with that one. Okay. Because hey, it's the hottest it's the hottest thing in pop culture right now. We have to talk about nothing but Game of Thrones, otherwise people will not tune in. I thought it was really interesting when they had Ed Sheeran kill Jon Snow. Yeah, I mean, while singing his hit song, yeah, which was weird, because, yeah. like I told you, the Greeks love Ed Sheeran, I did not realize that also the Westerosi. Yeah, well, that to me that seemed like clear um, Greek pandering. By the producers mm, of point. Game yeah. of Thrones. Um, like when Arya walked up and Ed was singing his good song and she's like, oh, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's The Shape of You, my new hit jam. Yeah. And then, um, then he killed her was, brother. That was weird. Yeah, it was very weird. And then Ed Sheeran resurrected Ned Stark just to kill him again, which was super dupes weird. Yeah, like it felt un- like it, it felt gratuitous at that point. Cause like it was like, fan service to like bring him back they're like oh hey it's sean bean and then they were like oh he's dead again which is unfortunate because sean bean does have to die in literally everything that he's in yes you know it seems unfair because he has already died in this show once Mm -hmm. Uh, uh spoiler alert by the way (laughs) um but i felt oh man it was so bad that he had to he came right back and then ed sheeran that rascal just got him again Mm -hmm. yeah man uh, but yeah, I thought it was a great episode. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. Yeah, everyone, everyone. It's the greatest episode that's ever been made of television. Yeah, um, it was great when like the three dragons split apart into like nine dragons. Mm-hmm. You didn't know they could do that, but yeah, um, it was it was pretty great. No one tells you that about dragons, but they they mm-hmm. can split their bodies in three. Well, Michael, what have you been up to since uh, that Game of Thrones premiere? Um, not a lot. Just you know, trying to try, trying to digest the Game of Thrones premiere. Yeah, um, a lot happened. So many good yeah, things. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, our very good friends in Westeros. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I actually haven't done anything, Kush. It's been pretty sad. That's uh, that's fine. I I've just been. I was just catching up on my my favorite television show, The Bachelorette. Um, <laughs> that was fun. You know how I love that. Is the racist guy still on it? Oh no, he's gone. He uh, okay. he he was a massive racist. Is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was bad. Not a good mm-hmm. look for that mm-hmm. particular television program. <laughs> I wish Ed Sheeran had walked into that show and killed some people. Mostly that one <laughs> racist man. I feel like every show could be made better with Ed Sheeran just walking on and just murdering somebody. Yeah, and you feel. I mean, like the guy's not even on Twitter. You know, at this point, he can do what he wants. He's not going to hear any backlash about it. Exactly. Do well, he's want. not on Twitter because he heard too much backlash. Right. So, yeah, sucks to be him. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Twitter, um, Michael, did you hear about my very good friend Aaron Carter? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. So, uh, Aaron Carter was, and his girlfriend were arrested in Georgia, my newly adopted state, uh, on DUI charges. I believe a week after Mr. Aaron Carter had tweeted that, or said that you'll, had said, you'll never catch me getting a DUI. Um, <laughs> along, I think he was, he had a, uh, he was possessing an ounce of marijuana. Um, Wait, I missed, I missed that, I missed that tweet where you said you wouldn't catch him getting a DUI. Yeah, That's I, delicious I forget if irony. it was a tweet or like an interview or something, but he definitely said like one week ago, you'll never catch me getting a DUI, <laughs> which I didn't know if that, if he was saying I don't drink and drive or I'm just very good at it and you'll never catch me doing it. Yeah. It's like, uh, the, the jackalope. Yeah. Fast as fast can be. You'll never catch me getting a DUI. Right. Cause I'm, Sneaky as sneaky can be. Um, yeah. But this, I bring this story up only because no less than like eight people sent me this. Like, I got like three text messages, three people <laughs> tagged me on like Twitter and Facebook. Uh, man, it's nice to have a brand that I, <laughs> people know that I am the go to source for Aaron Carter news. <laughs> there are not a lot of podcasts, I think, tackling the, the Aaron Carter issues. No. Um, and so, like, we found a good niche mm-hmm. here. Um, I'm not sure if we wanted it to be our niche, but here we are. Yeah, we here we are again. Uh, you yeah. do gotta feel bad for the guy because that mugshot is uh, rough stuff. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen that muggy, no. Michael? Give me one oh, second. Oh man, I, I need mean, to look at this. Well, uh, I will say his hair is 
Still majestic. Oh, wow. That face, though, of the 29-year-old Aaron Carter. Wait, he's only 29? I believe so. It does look like a meth head ran into Ed Sheeran's fists while Ed Sheeran was trying to kill him. Very badly. But his girlfriend kind of looks like Charlize Theron playing Aaron Carter's girlfriend who got a DUI. So, like, Charlize Theron from Monster? Yeah, but, like, not... Not as murdery, okay. I would say. Sure. Um, I will say, I mean, just in general, I mean, just in the daily life, uh, the neck tattoo really sends a signal that you might eventually get, or like the full like side of the neck tattoo. That's a signal that you might just eventually get arrested for a DUI. You know, more power to you if you want some, some ink on you, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big tattoo fan. Um, it's one of the, one of the things that makes me feel like the oldest person ever is that I'm like, all you kids and your crazy tattoos. But uh, I feel like if one type of person can have a neck tattoo, it's definitely some kind of performer. Yeah, you can get away with it. Yeah. And actually, you know what? It's becoming a lot more common in like just everyday life. Yeah. Sorry. Which is surprising. Yeah, no, it's, uh, wow, okay, I did finally see, she does look like an angrier, more raven-haired uh, Aaron Carter, that is true. Um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a, a problem with tattoos, I don't have any, mostly because, like, I just don't, I haven't found one that I, like, would, I want more than, like, two weeks later after I think of it, um, but, like, I, I have no problem with tattoos, I just, like... That is, that is part of the problem, like... It- Aside from this show, I can't think of anything that I've been interested in longer than, like, two months. Yeah. No, it, like, my attention span is possibly two days long. Like, yeah. I've been playing the same video game, trying to beat it for two years now. Uh, and I, I keep dropping it and picking it up for, like, three days at a time, and I play it like crazy, and then I never, and then I drop it again, and I talk to you for a while. <laughs> and then I don't pick it up for two more months. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a problem. You're just... You're multifaceted, is what I like to say. Yeah. Got a, got a lot going on. A lot yeah, of things. It's not that you have ADD. It's you're multifaceted. You, you just have a lot of interests. I very much have ADD, though, also. That is uh, <laughs> 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 that is uh, for real. Um, yeah. So, Michael, what uh, what's going on in the world? What do you want to talk about? Um, if you want, I can tell you a quick little story. This came up on The Longest Days of Our Lives. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, do you remember... When, uh, so in the longest days of our lives, our 24 fan cast with our friend Curtis, um, I, uh, placed a 411 phone call to find <laughs> Michael's, uh, phone number and call him, um, yep. because, you know, we were shocked that it still exists. Right. Um, so Michael. And it was a person. Wasn't it an actual an person? An actual human being picked up the 411 phone call, um, which actually plays into this story because, <laughs> okay. um, so, Michael, if you called 411 uh, and got a response, but, you know, it took 45 seconds to do what probably could have done on Google uh, in six seconds, mm-hmm. how much would you expect to be charged by your cell phone provider? Oh, no, you get charged for 411? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> how much are we talking? Like a couple cents? or uh, So... $1.99 charged right off the top. What? Then taxes and fees. Uh, that wound up being a four minute goof or four dollar goof phone call, my friend. Holy shit. So wait, who? So your cell phone company charges you for 411? Sprint 411. So I guess every cell phone company has to, I think they offer it. They staff it, which I guess is why it costs fucking $2 a phone call. But, like, can you... The only people using 411 now are old people who don't know how to use Google. This is essentially an old person tax. It really is because if you're... Back in the day, I I don't know if it's still true, but if you were using a landline, 411 was 100% free. Yeah. Right? I believe so. I mean, I, I have... No I hope that. so, because otherwise my parents were paying a lot of bills. Yeah. A, um, a $4 phone call. <laughs> that was a, that's the most expensive joke I've ever made. Cause I minute for minute. Yeah. I would say I, when I was in Greece, they have this new, new data plan thing where you pay $10 a day mm-hmm. for, or for a 24 hour period and you get to use all of your own data. Um, but you still have to pay for phone calls, which I did not realize. Um, but it was a dollar a minute. Yowzer. 
Bowser. Which means which means that you paid more per minute for a four one one call from the United States that didn't give you any relevant information. It placed me it connected me to the wrong Michael Howard in Chicago. Right. Uh than I did calling around Greece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that you frame it like that, I'm even more upset. <laughs> but well, you, I just don't understand why it's even a thing. There shouldn't be a 411, or if there is and they're going to charge you for it, I feel like they should warn have you up to front. Say that up front. Like, yeah. hey, this is actually a collect call <laughs> <laughs> to Bob Weata Baby Eats a Boy. <laughs> I so <laughs> that is the one commercial that sticks in my head. Like I will never forget that commercial. No, that like I remember that so vividly. I think I saw that when I was eleven. I think it was a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Um like that was the funniest shit to me in the world. Like I can still see the guy in my head. I can still calling. see the dad, like the old man. Yeah. He yeah. The, he he hangs up the phone and the wife is there like knitting and he's just like she's who is that and he just hangs up the phone pulls up his like newspaper at like eleven thirty at night with his reading glasses just like it's Bob they had a baby it's a boy and it's fucking <laughs> hilarious that's like the most mid nineties commercial ever uh, right? that and like the Bud Ice Penguin like the Dooby Dooby Doo oh shit yeah. I love that. I love penguins, so that was like my favorite commercial when I was a kid. Which Shit's is my jam. Which is kind of bad, I guess, because it was for beer. I mean, most of the commercials that stick with me from my childhood, other than uh, that collect call uh, commercial, were beer commercials, like the Budweiser Frogs, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like the Coors Light. It's twins. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The Miller Light, where they were like throwing flags on, mm-hmm. but light. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean. Beer commercials knew what they were doing. They still yeah. did. <laughs> that is true. It's a miracle I didn't drink until college. Yeah. I try not to admit that because, like, you know, people apparently drank in high school. Here's a question. Did one have to have friends to drink in high school? Because if so, uh, I think I found my problem. <laughs> I think you had to have friends unless you were already an alcoholic. Right. So, hmm. yeah, hmm. I just I didn't have the means or really the desire until I got to college and then I had both and whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> whoopsie doodles. Yeah, went right off the rails on that one. So I wasn't sure whether I was going to bring this up because I, I didn't know how how to get to this. But speaking of your 411 and how they should have told you up up front. Yeah. Right. You should have read those terms and conditions. Yeah. About your 411 plan. Had I known. So the city of Manchester, they there was a Wi-Fi company called Purple, mm-hmm. and they offer kind of like free Wi-Fi, free public Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, at random places. Well, for two weeks, they ran a little experiment where they put in their terms and conditions that if you signed up for their Wi-Fi, you agreed to a thousand hours of community service, including but not limited to. Cleaning toilets at festivals, scraping chewing gum off the streets, and manually relieving sewer blockages. Yikes. 22,000 people over two weeks signed up to do a thousand hours of community service without even realizing it. Um, okay. Well, do you know the dates on this test, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, the story was from this Friday, but it doesn't say... When they actually ran the experiment. This is very important because there's a non-zero chance that I signed up for Purple Wi-Fi when I was in Scotland. (laughs) And you know I did not read those terms and conditions. Yeah, well, you owe them a thousand hours of community service manually relieving sewer blockages now. Uh, Well, you know, that is my favorite form of manual labor. (laughs) Um, Man, yeah, because when I was in in Europe, I I did not play for, pay for that super fun data plan like you clearly did. So I was very reliant on the public Wi Fi, where a mm-hmm. couple cities actually had really good like city wide public open Wi Fi. That was cool. Um, but whenever your boy found a Wi Fi hotspot, he connected via whatever means necessary. I gave my email, I gave my phone number, I gave everything <laughs> to these jokers. Um, and I didn't read a goddamn thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it. it's like that, uh, you know, you go back 
several years to the South Park episode with the the iTunes terms and conditions, but yeah. like it's not it's not just iTunes. It's not even just short or like really long terms and conditions. If it's more than three words, I'm not reading anything. I mean, at this point, like I don't care. Like I assume I assume whatever I sign up for, I've sold my like email like entire life to these people, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to go through a very long, stupid process to unsubscribe from email lists. Like I I'm just like resigned to that at this point i'm okay with it um yeah people are so attached to wi-fi now like what could you possibly ask them for that they wouldn't give you to get on wi-fi oh you mistake me i meant for any literal service oh. but, but yeah i agree like for when i was in scotland like that was my only connection like i like i think i could have like texted but i would have gotten charged so like it was Wi-Fi only for me. So, like, I did what I had to do. Like, if I wasn't around the hotel, if I wanted to, like, check in or send something, like, it was a coffee shop or just a public Wi-Fi hotspot. And, yeah, I'm doing it. Sorry. <laughs> Apparently, a uh, cybersecurity firm uh, ran a similar experiment in London in 2014 where uh, they had a Herod clause in it, which meant that you had to give up your firstborn child <laughs> in order to use their Wi-Fi. <laughs> See, now that's fun. That's just a good one. That's just a solid little goof. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, I know a couple years ago, like, Microsoft made a big deal of the fact that, like, they were simplifying their terms of conditions to be, like, just straightforward, like, six sentences, and you had to, like, go through and, like, read. The but it's like, no, still, like... Six sentences is too many. That's like five and a half sentences too many. Like, I'm glad I don't have have to be a lawyer to, like, read and comprehend, like, your user licensing agreement. But, like, nah, fuck off, dog. I just want to play, like, video games on my new computer. I'm not reading your shit. Well, and the thing is, is, like, you know, a lot of people say that terms and conditions aren't actually legally binding because you, you're not allowed to negotiate them. Which is which is kind of one of the, the hallmarks of a contract is that, like, there's equal negotiation. Right. But, like... Even so, I want that thing, and you're making me click a button to get that thing? I'm going to click that button, regardless yeah. of what's in front of it. Yeah. I'll deal with the consequences later. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I mean, one of those fun things is, uh, never mind, we don't even talk. This would be way down in the weeds of, like, Congress doing the arbitration clauses in terms of conditions. We don't need to talk about that. It's amazing how many court cases, though, hinge on, like, the lack of paperwork or, like, wrong paperwork. I was reading this article about how this company that's, that's, uh, that buys, like, student loan, like, private student loans, and they have, like, $12 billion worth of student loans that they've bought, but $5 billion of them are basically in danger of being thrown out because they don't have the right paperwork. That shows that they own the loans because it went, it switched hands like dozens of times and somewhere along the way paperwork just got lost. Yeah. I remember, I think there's like a John Oliver's thing on like loans, which just like right. basically like you're almost at like a certain point, like just not paying it and like daring the company <laughs> to come after you. Cause like they sit, they, they resell them, repackage them, cut them up and do that shit. Like no one knows who the fucking loan belongs to. They're just going to like send you bills and hope you pay it. Exactly. Well, and, and a lot of people that they send it to. They like they like prey on poor people who have a lot of bills due, so they're just like, oh shit, this must be a thing I actually right. know. Yeah. Well, Michael, I see something on our notes, and I was going to bring this up um, anyway, but uh, you know, we were talking about terms and conditions. Uh, I think one story here directly relates to when you fly on an airplane, you think mm -hmm. you have certain rights or that you deserve to be treated like a human being. <laughs> um, I used to think that. But yeah. That, but recently, I'm not so sure. There are certain certain events recently, like, uh, you know, a man in Chicago being bodily dragged off of an airplane and mm. having his face crushed in. Uh, airplanes don't need to give you shit. Like, airlines mm -hmm. don't. You have no rights when it comes to an airline. Um, yeah. What happened this week with one of our very favorite people? Well, um, Delta redeemed the entire airline industry. By somehow pissing off Ann Coulter uh, by giving her seat away after yeah. she paid 30 whole dollars for the... It wasn't even like an extra legroom seat or it was like... Yeah, it was that Comfort Plus, man. The Comfort Plus I mean, she's, she's a tall gal. You need that, that extra legroom. But it was just amazing because, like, the, the people... She went on Twitter to complain about it yeah. as if Twitter 
is not full of people who just live to shit on celebrities who complain about things. Yeah. And especially Ann Coulter. Yeah, and the, the way she went about it, I mean, like, so one, like, I've had my seat moved a couple of times, even when oh, I've, like, sure. paid for an upgraded seat. Like, I'm a tall dude. Like, you know, it's like sometimes I, I splurge through the exit row or, like, the, the Comfort Plus. Mm-hmm. I fucking deal with it. Um, and if I do, like, I might, like, just send, like, a little tweet just because, like, sometimes, who knows, sometimes you get, like, you know, customer service response, like, whatever. But, like, she started, like, taking pictures of other passengers, of, like, the passenger who took her seat and, like, tweeting that out. And, like, this is all after she had, after the guy who had been pulled off the plane uh, by United in Chicago, like, she was tweeting about that guy, like, he was an asshole and that he was like a pill pushing doctor and didn't deserve the flight anyway. Um, so then like to, to react like this is such a mad steaming pile of horseshit. It's, it's almost as if Ann Coulter is a terrible, horrible piece of shit, hypocrite human being. Yeah. I guess one could make that argument. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, past performance shows no reason to jump to that conclusion, but, um, yeah, I just like, I'm constantly shocked when people, like, I understand getting upset about, like, bad customer service, like, particularly with airplanes. Like, they're, they're bad companies. They're very bad. But, like, when you start, like, berating other customers and just, like, like, yelling at flight attendants who, like, literally have no power over any of this, like, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. You know, you, you pay a decent bit of money for a flight, right? And you expect to be treated like a human being. Nope. Um, and like being dragged off the flight and having your face bashed in is bad, but like having your seat moved because of some like weird thing that happened with the seating arrangements and this woman needed to sit with her family, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like that's just normal. Like I went to Starbucks today and I placed a mobile order and they just forgot to make it. Yeah. That they, they fucked up. They apologized. You didn't um, take pictures of the barista, like, no. tweet them and, like, then, I didn't take pictures of the 17 Facebook. people who got their coffee before me and be like, this is the person who stole the, my spot in the coffee line and got their coffee first. Because, like, I didn't get my flat sometimes. white. I had to wait a whole five minutes. Right. It's, it's not when airlines screw up or when a business screws up. It's when they try to fix the screw up and make it even worse. That's right. the problem. Like, Right, and like I like that Delta's response to this was just like, "Here's your thirty dollars back." Right. Yeah. After I she mean, like literally was tweeting all weekend about it, and then she tried to claim that it was ten thousand dollars worth of effort to book this flight. Did you see that? I did not. I she tweeted out because somebody was like, "I will give you the thirty dollars if you just shut the hell up," <laughs> and she was like, "It's not about the thirty dollars. It's about the ten thousand dollars of my time that." I spent researching the flight and booking and finding the right seat and booking it. And I was like, you went to seat guru. You typed in the flight number. It was 35 seconds. Yeah. And I mean, like if, if you're that worried about your time, you know what I'm most concerned about on a flight? It's not Hmm. my seat. It's not really even Hmm. who's sitting next to me. It's how fucking quickly can I get off of this plane? <laughs> like, yeah. when, like, the pilot tells us over the intercom that, like, oh, we made up 20 minutes in the air, I do a goddamn dance in my seat. Like, if you're that worried about your time, don't spend 20 minutes holding up the flight, like, taking pictures of flight attendants, yelling mm-hmm. at them, taking pictures of passengers and tweeting it, like, you're the problem now. We're waiting on you, Anne. Get in your seat and fly away. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, being happy... When your when your flight is is in sooner than you expected, mm-hmm. um, how what are your feelings towards people who clap? Oh God! A- after they land, I I literally think they like they should be forcibly ejected, like ejector seat <laughs> out of the plane. Actually, no, just up into the roof, and they just, like be not. <laughs> you don't even get an exit. You just straight into the fucking baggage area. That or like seatbelts should like like unknown straps just be like come out of your seat and like hold you down you're not only you have to stay on the plane for another 45 minutes i am firmly against clapping for, for anything for people who do their jobs yep. first of all and second of all for people who aren't there to receive the clap right like when you clap at the end of a movie yeah those unless dinguses. you're at the fucking premiere where everyone who made the movie is in attendance don't fucking clap it's ridiculous yeah clapping at movies is the dumbest thing uh 
clapping for an airplane, like, I like if it's a tough, like, I've only seen it, like, oh, like, it was a tough landing, a lot of wind shear. It's like, okay, just nod at the pilot when you leave. Like, thank you. You're so great. Well, also, there are two, there are two outcomes for a flight landing. Is it like either you landed and you can get off the plane now or oops, we fucked up. Now we have to have emergency personnel take you off. So there, if you don't clap, there is a third one. <laughs> well, yes. In which the emergency personnel are no longer necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but that typically doesn't happen during the landing. That's that's during a different type of landing. Sure. I've seen movies. Don't don't yell yeah. at me. Um but yeah, but no. Sometimes I, you land upside down. We were inverted. Um yeah, I like People who clap on planes, like, I, there should be some penalty. Like, if that's not in the terms and conditions of my, like, ticket, it should be. Or, as a, as a passenger, I should be legally allowed to hit you for clapping. <laughs> uh, what if it was a child next to you, not a person they were clapping? I mean, listen, they're probably watching, like, Dora the Explorer on their iPad, and they're probably just clapping for other reasons. We've talked a lot about hitting kids. I, I, I don't know. Wanna... I just wanted to hear you say it for like the fifth episode. Yeah, of the I don't, don't want to listen. I don't want to fall into a creative rut. You know, like I was told this weekend that, uh, hey, y'all, you guys do talk a lot about butts and hitting kids. And I was like, well, we do have a wheelhouse. So <laughs> luckily we talk about those things as different events. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to get stale, Michael. Mm hmm. Now that you know, okay. we're past our dirty 30, we're, we're yeah. refined podcast gentlemen now. All well, right. then let's talk about a very refined story. Yep. So this relates a little bit to the terms and conditions, but do you ever have a problem remembering your password? Um, I kind of don't want to answer this question, <laughs> uh, mostly because I don't have a problem remembering. Usually I don't have a problem remembering my passwords. I only have like three that I've been rotating mm. since literally I was 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> My shit's been stolen a zillion times. And you haven't gone to a new password I, or like a password app or something. I have, but I don't trust them. Like I, everything I read, like I use LastPass, but I hear they it leaks like a fucking sieve. And also anytime I go to a new page, I get like nine notifications. Like, do you want to save this password? Like, no, I don't care about like my Kindle password. Fuck off. Well, have I got the product for you, Michael Cushing? Something tells me you don't, friend, but please continue. <laughs> so there is a, a company called Cam Soda, which... I mean, I don't know if this is if this is true or not. Cam Soda? Yeah. This company is kind of known for, like, weird PR stunts. Okay. But they claim that they're going to let you uh, log in with using their Dicometrics penis verification. Huh. So, like, penis recognition software. Yeah. They call it penis, penis recognition tech, or PRT for short. So, Cam Soda appears to be a... Uh a free cam, like a sex cams website. Well, you know what? They started paying people uh, to stream twenty four seven, even if they weren't doing anything sexual. So they're just a cam site, not just even a, a sex cam just site. Just a cam know. site. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, right off the top, Michael, just Dickometrics seems a little sexist. How 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 are ladies supposed to log in securely? Well, they said they're working on plans to develop similar technology for women. Hmm. Hmm. So I guess it would be like, instead of penis recognition tech, it'd be like vaginal recognition tech. And I, I, yeah, Clitoral, I, maybe? I feel like maybe like just boob scans, probably the easiest. Um, here's here's my one very right off the top uh, critique of this. Um, sometimes your dick looks different, you know, depending on how you're feeling at any particular <laughs> time. Was I in the pool? Was I in the pool, but then I got a fraud alert on my bank? So I need to escape. Oh, no, I can't log into my bank account. Yeah, they do say that they want you to upload a dick pic, preferably erect. Okay, so... okay, So it would so, be impossible to log in when you were really drunk, I guess. Impossible to log in when you're really drunk. Or, like, hey, I'm, it's it's Tuesday afternoon. I'm in an important meeting. I'm talking to the board of directors, uh, giving the old profit and loss statement. And then, uh, oops, I got a little... Ding dong on my phone says, uh, looks like your account's compromised. Uh, and I have to whip out my ding dong in the, in the boardroom in front of all of my bosses, all the investors. 
and just like get very erect, uncomfortably erect in front of them to scan my penis for this app. Is that what you're telling me, Michael? Yeah, that's that's basically what I'm telling you. Hmm. I, I but feel, you I, wouldn't have to remember a password anymore. Yeah, I feel like you know what I would rather do. I'd rather get my penis tattooed on my penis. <laughs> your wait, your my password. How does that work? Password tattooed on my. Oh, penis. Oh, your your password. I so thought you said your penis tattooed on your penis. I might have. Did I say um, that? Let me, I think you did. Let me rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled over that one. So, I was just thinking about ding-dongs. <laughs> so you're saying that you don't want this. Listen, obviously, if this is the wave of the future, you know I'm an early adopter. I gotta be on that train. Right. I gotta be on that tech wave. So if this I'm is I'm just it, saying facial recognition software can be can be spoofed. I've seen Mission Impossible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know that you can get a contact for the eye, you can you can put silicone fingerprints on. Uh I touch things a lot. All the like, time. My fingerprints are all over the place. But you know what? Ain't no one got a dick my, print. My dick is my own. Yeah. I feel like there's probably some opportunity for like new technology around that like uh so my brother works for a uh he medical device company they do like stuff for sleep studies and pretty significant part of sleeping michael i'm sure you've heard the statistic that the average man gets between like seven and 12 boners a night while Mm -hmm. they sleep uh so as part of sleep studies they obviously they want to track everything possible so they always joked about uh creating a tumescence indicating sleeve that you would wear over your your dick while you sleep and then you could they could track boners which one hilarious that my brother was even involved in having to make that um but i feel like that technology could be leveraged very easily for this dick biometrics well yeah but you would have to be someone who can get close enough to your erect dick I'm just saying right. you wear that sleeve all the time. You just swipe that over the, the checkout counter at Publix. You're good to go. <laughs> it just seems easier. <laughs> but once again, that's very sexist. Yeah. No, listen, Michael, I didn't create the damn thing. That's Cam Soda's problem, not mine. I'm really, um, nope. Got nothing, yeah. huh? Yeah. No, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to imagine trying to pay for my public sub. Yeah, with this technology, and that seems invasive. At the- yeah, invasive, very uncomfortable for everyone involved. Uh, no one wants it. But hey, if this is like for my security, Michael, I'll do what it takes. Okay, <laughs> I, I I don't give away my pin. I don't give away my password. I don't change my password. Obviously, <laughs> you um, just sign on to like really sketchy Wi-Fi, literally anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to make a password for that. <laughs> I just had to give away my personal information. Oh, I see the problem. you know what though if if everything was tied to your dick my dick would people be less likely to send unsolicited dick pics i feel like they would see now we're talking see now this is a public service right yeah like you can't log in your bank account without your dick i should probably not send my dick to other people because they can then spoof my dick and steal all of my money i mean honestly you know if i if i was on one of the maps just be like Hey, let me see that dick real quick. And then obviously they had already sent me three dick pics because that's how dating apps work. It's like, haha, thanks, sucker. I got all your I got your data. I got everything. I'm in your banks now. Idiot. Okay, so now I'm on board. Yeah. This is I mean, it's really just curbing bad behavior. Exactly. You gotta protect that dick. Alright, Kush. What, what do you got for me? Um Michael. Wait, I-, I would just like to I would just like to to point out that my title for this for this uh, story on the uh, episode lineup was pretty excellent. Yeah, it, it also it hid from me like somehow I didn't guess what it was going to be about. But <laughs> once you started talking about, it, I really did enjoy it. Uh, for everyone listening at home, it says, "Sorry, your password is too short and kind of weird looking," <laughs> which felt like a personal attack, Michael. But that's fine. Um, yeah. Michael, do you know? Uh, I, I guess we'll continue. Uh, the uh, inflatable tube uh, discourse. Are you familiar with? Uh... <laughs> you just you just killed me. I'm dead. <laughs> Are you familiar with um, the basketball player uh, Joel Embiid? 
for this Philadelphia 76ers? Yes, I do. His Twitter is excellent. Okay, this has literally nothing to do with uh, his Twitter. Or Aww. really or really him at all. Um, I'm going to send you a link real quick. Um, okay. I want you to read me the headline, please. Balloon Prodigy looking to trade Joel Embiid balloon sculpture for tools. Oh, my lord. Can you please describe the image along with that story? It is a lot of balloons, but like shaped into what I assume is Joel Embiid. Although I've seen Joel Embiid <laughs> and he doesn't look anything like that. So I'm I'm equally like that isn't Joel Embiid, but also like that's very impressive that you were able to make a person out of balloons. So I'll be like super honest with you. I don't really give half of a shit about uh, the NBA. I don't know who Joel Embiid is. When I saw this, I was like, that's what Joel Embiid looks like. <laughs> because it's like, sh- for a balloon sculpture, which this is, it looks to be approximately five feet tall. Um, shockingly lifelike. You know what? I'm looking at a picture of him. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, so just for the listening audience, we'll put this up. I'll, I'll definitely put this in a blog post. Um, this does look like probably a hundred hot dogs tied together. <laughs> and then also like red case sausages tied together. Red hots. Um, like red Chicago hots. red hots. Yeah, Chicago red hots. Um, a, a really lifelike facsimile of Mr. Joel Embiid. And Michael, I need to read you the description on, uh, <laughs> on uh, how, Craigslist. How many tools would you trade for Mr. Joel Embiid as a balloon sculpture? I mean, it's a pretty good, again, five foot tall, pretty lifelike, obvi. Um, so he's interested in wait, a- Wait, wait, wait. It's only five feet tall. Joel Embiid is almost seven feet. I mean- This says life-sized. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is life-sized. I mean, <laughs> it's not maybe, it's not to scale, but definitely life-sized. But when you say life-sized, that means the size of life- that's and true. He is, he is alive. Um, yeah. So this gentleman, uh, who, whoever created this wonderful piece of art, uh, wants to trade for tools. And uh, on his list of things is a jointer planer, a miter saw, uh, impact driver, oscillating multi tools. Um, a miter saw goes for anywhere from like a hundred to like two hundred and thirty, two hundred forty dollars. Uh, so this man. <laughs> so here's the description on. Uh, on this Philadelphia Craigslist uh, post. I don't know how or why, but I am some sort of balloon prodigy. (laughs) I can make literally anything out of balloons. Ridiculous giant balloon sculptures are great for parties as a gift or just to leave on someone's porch as a weird and confusing joke. Once I left a five-foot T-Rex in the first unlocked car I could find, and I still laugh about it every day. I can deliver most sculptures by car, but large structures like a castle or a working balloon pub would need to be finished on site. A working balloon pub? Balloon pub. Life-size balloon sculptures take all day to make and can run into the thousands of dollars from party companies, most of whom don't offer anything so customizable to begin with. I am looking to trade for tools. I got bored with balloons, and I'm moving on to make things out of wood. (laughs) I am not looking for money. Some people actually do this for a career, and I don't want to take a paying job for them. Which, one, pretty noble. Two, leaving a a gigantic balloon T-Rex in someone's car is hilarious, and I... Three, I don't know how I would feel if I came back to my car, realized I had left it unlocked, and then, then there was a giant balloon T-Rex in the backseat. Would you even get in the car? I don't think so. I'd probably... Man, I don't know. I probably would, but I'd probably call the SWAT team also. <laughs> I'd probably just light it on fire and walk away. But the thing is, I kind of want a five-foot-tall balloon T-Rex. But I don't know if it's a balloon T-Rex or a real T-Rex. I can't. What? Huh? Are you kidding? I'm saying this looks exactly like Joel Embiid. I can only assume the five foot T-Rex looked exactly like a T-Rex. Life-size like-like. Oh, lifelike. Jeez. Yeah, no. Pretty dangerous for sure. Um, Exactly. I mean, I guess I would would open the door and then just stay as still as possible. (laughs) I can't see you if you don't move. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Um, What would you you want this guy to make you? (sighs) Huh. And what would you trade him for it? I don't think I wouldn't trade any tools for a Joel Embiid because you're thinking I mean, too small. What fan. what would you trade a tool tools for? 
what kind of balloon sculpture would you like? I mean, a, a working balloon pub sounds pretty great. It's been, it's always that been my great. It's always been my dream to own a bar. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> what about like a uh, like a a throne, like the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones? Just a very flimsy balloon game, uh, Iron Throne. Well, yeah, because like the only thing that I really know how to make out of balloons is swords. Yeah, because they're very easy. So like he can just make me a whole. Like a thousand swords yeah. into a into a throne. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think seeing again, seeing how life sized and lifelike this Joel Embiid is, I think I would probably ask for a balloon sculpture of myself that I could just you know leave as a uh, dummy at work, put it in my bed, you know, just to fool criminals uh, who are always coming into my house looking for for me. Uh, I, I would throw to Ed Sheeran, let him think he killed me, and then I would hide and plot my revenge. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I could get a lot of mileage out of a balloon dummy of myself. You could probably get a lot of mileage out of a balloon dummy of Ed Sheeran. Ooh, yeah, especially one that looks this good. Yeah. You know? Like, you could just put a speaker in it singing The Shape of You, and they would just assume it's Ed Sheeran because that's literally all anyone knows Ed Sheeran for. Yeah, that's it. And that song. I, I'd have to beat the Greek people away with a stick. Yes. Just get off that Ed Sheeran. He, um, his muscle. Buy me a drink. <laughs> all right, Michael, what you got for me? I say I kind of want to hear about this toilet timer. Yeah, I'm going to rant about this one, okay? this is. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the other day I saw an advertisement for a product called the Toilet Timer. And toilet timer. Yeah. So ostensibly it was, it's a little plastic thing that looks like it has like a, a, uh, you know, hour sand hourglass inside of you. You turn it twice. It fills up. You have a time sand timer for your poop time to make sure you don't sit on the toilet too long. But the, but why the advertisement was all like, make sure he doesn't spend too much time on the toilet. Like, is your man gone too much? Fuck? So it was like a mom and kids, like, interrupting a dad who was reading a magazine on the friggin' toilet and, like, sliding this timer, like, under the door and telling him to get out of the bathroom. Now, I'm not... That's the man's special time. Yeah. Now, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Like, I don't live with anybody. You know, have in the past. Toilet time is my time. Yes. You don't get to come in on that. You especially don't get to time me. Yeah. What are you doing in there? Having a bad day. Go away. Whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I'm crushing candies. I'm reading a magazine. Yeah. I'm catching up on my I'm correspondence. I'm just contemplating life. Whatever. I'm taking five minutes to get away from you jokers. Go away. Or I'm just taking a massive dump. Yeah, and you can't put a timer on that. Sure. No. Am I done in 30 seconds? Yeah. Go away. Sometimes. I'm going to be in here for 15 minutes. I got books to read. <laughs> yeah, just like the, like the especially for a especially for someone who has kids, like that that might be the only time that they get to themselves the entire day. Yeah, the arrogance of these people. Time them. Yeah, fuck you. Go away. Like I know it's pretty common in advertising to like particularly like household products to make like men look like bumbling idiots, which. For the most part. I fucking hate that. Yeah, I don't like it, but I'm also fine with it because we're fucking assholes and a dum-dums. Um, yeah, but, I mean, we're idiots, but, like, still. But this takes it to, like, another level. Like, let me sit on the pooper in peace, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's my time. Yeah, like, even when I'm home alone, I lock the door when I go in. Yeah, so do I, and I only live with my dog. Right. Just in case somebody just comes in and is like, hey, what's going on in here? It's not none of your business yeah. what's going on in here. I mean, I lock my door. Uh, my dog can't figure out how to open, like, an open door. Like, she doesn't understand. Like, I do it anyway, just in case. Like, go away, you dumb idiot. This is, I'm reading a book, k- crushing those candies, mm-hmm. reading Facebook, go away. Got to, got to crush the candy. Yeah. Yeah, just the arrogance of these people. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Well, Michael, I think uh, we got about 10 more minutes. It looks like you got a another poop-related story here for me. I'm pretty interested <laughs> in it. Not not to fall into our, our rut again, our butt talk, but, you know. Well, this has nothing to do with butts. I shouldn't say nothing to do with butts, but okay. not butts It's not butt-centric. Okay, I'm interested. Well, 
So you know how that they how they've been looking for alien life on on Mars on all these outer planets. Yeah, you know we got all these satellites flying around taking pictures. Do they have water? Do they have bacteria? Well, some scientists have took a different approach, and they've thought, hey, if there is life, if there is a living creature that has been on this planet or this place, they must have pooped. Mm. And some and everybody maybe, poops, Michael. Exactly. Maybe it might be easier to instead of finding traces of life or past life, maybe we could try to find their poop. That's easier. Exactly. So, um this is semi related. Uh so just to come up with jokes, um <laughs> I uh I Googled what do bugs poop? Um <laughs> apparently Insects do poop, obviously, because they consume things. Uh, we call their poop frass, which is only funny to me because one of my favorite words is sassafras. So now, like, that's I'm just going to call bug poop sassafras from now on. Frass? Frass. F-R-A-S-S. Some insect frass is liquid, while other insect frass comes in a drier pellet form. So I, I, I was curious about it because I didn't know what we would look for. Because obviously other biological life might eliminate things in different ways. But they still would have to eliminate things. They would, which I'm very proud of us for saying eliminate, <laughs> like we're smart. Although, <laughs> is that is that us having the same problems that, that we've had before where we're like, oh, we're looking for oxygen. We're looking for all these things that we know as life. But like, what if they don't need to eliminate it? What if they're perfectly 100% efficient? Yeah. I mean, that seems... Super unlikely. Uh, also, <laughs> I had a a another thought. Um, I my, you know, would you care to guess what my next Google query was? Uh, nope. It's do plants poop? I think they do, but it's like carbon dioxide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm saying though. I mean, obviously there would be decayed plant matter somewhere once they died. But uh, oh man. <laughs> And by the way, uh, plant waste would be oxygen, not carbon dioxide. <laughs> Critically important there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that took me. Yeah. That took me mm. too long. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, no. Uh, I'm gonna cut all of this. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess that's one way of tracking. I don't know why we would wouldn't just look for like the other signs of life. It seems like poop is harder to find than everything else, and like. We find dinosaur bones. We don't necessarily find like I know we find fossilized dino poop, but can I can I read you the very last sentence? Yes, I'm so curious. Wouldn't that be something to discover alien scat petrified on the surface of Mars or Titan? And would we recognize it if we saw it? Yeah, that would be something. You know, it would be better finding a fucking alien or water <laughs> or anything else. God, like yeah, I I, I do think like finding. Alien poop would be super duper cool, but it feels like way down the chain of stuff we would like one even prioritize looking for two would think was cool. <laughs> like, how excited would you get if they were like, "Hey, we discovered alien poop on on Io." Like, I'd, like I you would I, I would just be like, "Are you sure?" Because like I'm sure we've dumped a ton of shit out into space, like our own poop. You think some of my, my Got accidentally got to Io, you just think it's poop because it's just human poop. That would be my first thought. <laughs> be like, we discovered we discovered uh, humans on Neptune. Oh, it turns out we just spewed our shit into the atmosphere and yeah. got to Neptune. Yeah, whoopsie dipsy. Um, yeah, no, it just feels like, and maybe I'm a little jaded just from like playing like sci-fi video games and like reading <laughs> sci-fi books. But like, whenever we discover aliens, it's like, oh, we discovered this hidden technology beneath the surface of Mars, like, uh, advanced civilizations lived here. No one found, like, their toilet, you know? <laughs> no one found the latrine pit from, like, the super advanced alien civilization. That would make an interesting book. We found, <laughs> all we found of this massively advanced ancient civilization was just their porta-potties. Just, <laughs> just mounds and mounds of alien poop. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess if we're going to find something out there in the, the Great Void, I I wouldn't hate it if it was poop. Hey, speaking of uh, alien poop, 
I'm going to send you a picture real quick. Oh, goody, goody. Is it better than Balloon Joel Embiid? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, on a previous episode, Michael, we had discussed... Oh, my God, this is so horrifying. Um, So, we had discussed um, a female, the one, One Piece... All right, ladies... Uh, one piece bathing suit, um, with just a hairy, hairy man chest on it. Mm-hmm. What you have just sent me is a crime against nature so <laughs> visceral that my entire body is, I feel like I just ate a can of spam. <laughs> this is a bathing suit, very attractive lady with, uh, Mr. Guy Fieri's very stupid face staring right at me with his dumb mouth. Oh, so open. Flames off his sunglasses. Michael, would you care to guess which part of this I find most distasteful? <laughs> Is it the two-tone uh, goatee that goes right down to the nether region? You know it's that Lady Bush Guy Fieri beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so Horribly or, bad. Or is it the fact that Guy Fieri's mouth is basically her giant belly button? Yeah, that is, it does look like she has a hungry maw straight leading down to hell in her stomach. <laughs> oh, God. Can I, you read me the, the title of the article? Uh, I can. <laughs> Turn any beach into Flavor Town with this Guy Fieri bathing suit. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I laughed for... Like five straight minutes to myself when oh, I read this article. Goodness gracious, this is bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know that visual medium is probably not good for a podcast, but I couldn't not send I, this to you. Man, I mean, as a certified citizen of Flavortown, I mean, I, I really am glad that you did send this to me. But, oh. <laughs> So I'm reading some of the descriptions of this product. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) Okay, so one, apparently, by the way, uh, Guy Fieri is on both sides of the bathing suit. Oh. But the back of the bathing suit has a very low cut, so it's just his open mouth (laughs) screaming at you from someone's butt (laughs) on the back of this fucking bathing suit. (laughs) <laughs> and apparently, according to Beloved, the company that sells these, the uh, the suits are sold for $50 and are handcrafted in 10 days. It takes 10 days and $50 to get a Guy Fieri printed swimsuit. Hand Handcrafted? Yeah, can you imagine having to stitch that ugly mug, hand, like, line by line with your own two dumb human hands? Oh my god, that's like, um... That's like a night. That's like my nightmare. Yeah. Oh God. Like having. Oh Christ! It's like a dot matrix printer, just like line by line. This dumb idiot face coming in. Oh, oh. Kush. Oh God, Kush. Oh. What do you? What you do you have to see this too? I don't know if I want to now. You have to. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh my. Oh good God. The neck rolls on the vagina. Oh sweet lord. <laughs> he looks like Baron Harkonnen from Dune. What is happening? There's a bathing suit with Donald Trump's face on it. Oh, 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 oh. okay. So, I mean, like, one of the things I like, like, the only thing I like about the Donald Trump presidency and, like, the quiet, like, media resistance to him, and even this bathing suit, is that almost every news outlet, like, he never looks good in a photo because he's a fat clown. But I so appreciate that, like, every outlet, particularly, like, internet news, like, is so dedicated to picking the worst possible photos of his fat, stupid face, like all wrinkled <laughs> up. And like, and let's be very clear. This is a bad photo of Donald Trump. Not that there are any good ones, but oh God, I don't know why you would want to wear this on your body. It looks like Jabba the Hutt cl- cl- climbing out of this lady's vagina. It's very bad. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Oh, the, when... ne- the, the quadruple chin down the crotch. Oh, sometimes when we're uh, looking up stories for this show, uh, we fall down rabbit holes, and I have fallen down one that I think is going to make me quit this show and never look at the internet again. Uh, is it this very bad bathing suit rabbit hole? I'm going to read you a, a title no, I don't of an want, article. I don't want... Okay. Are you prepared for this? Are you sitting down? I mean, you know I am. 
Guy Fieri, Ted Cruz, erotic fiction is here, and it's terrifying. Yeah, cut the mic. We're done. We're we're done here. Um, I just lit my computer on fire. Um, hey, everyone, this has been Trends in Low Places. We'll never be seen again. Uh, <laughs> I am putting my head into a dumpster and slamming the lid as hard as I possibly can. Then, after a moment of sopping, squelching grunts, they knew the moment had come. There was no turning back now. <sighs> we are the kings of Flavortown, they screamed in simultaneous orgasm. Okay, first of all, Ted... <laughs> Ted Cruz is the most bland asshole of a person imaginable. Uh, there's no way he would ever yell anything with that sort of conviction. I mean, I don't know if you heard him read Green Eggs and Ham on the, like, the guy has no, like, internal fire whatsoever, which is pretty inherent <laughs> to the Guy Fieri brand. But, oh, He has God. a lot of internal fire for killing people as the Zodiac Killer. Right, exactly. I, yeah, I'm glad we got there. Um he is a, a dirty, filthy serial killer for sure. Um, Michael, I really, well, so I did Google, uh, Guy Fieri conspiracy theories just to see if there's anything <laughs> around it, like a, a la Ted Cruz as the, uh, as the Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, uh, Pizzagate conspiracy theorists are convinced that Guy Fieri was a part of the Pizzagate imaginary satanic pedophilia cult because he mm. once did an old episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives uh, where he played, or he, he went to the Comic Ping Pong, Comic, Comic Pizza shop and featured it, and then he took the video down mm. after things kind of popped off. So they're convinced that Guy Fieri uh, is a satanic pedophile. Um, Which, again... They might be right about that one. Yeah, like that one might have some some credence to it. I can never remember what order the drive-ins and diners and dives go in, so I I think I say it differently every time. Yeah, I, sometimes I think I say drivers, dives, and dine-ins. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, to come full circle, I have one more picture for you. Oh, I'm afraid to open this. Hey, whoa, okay. First of all, so this is a Guy Fieri balloon sculpture. Is but it a guy it, very bold? It does actually. Or is it a baby crossed with Bane. It actually looks like Wilfred Brimley crossed with um, one of the guys. Uh, uh, Curtis is going to yell at me uh, <laughs> for not knowing this, but the guy in the original Star Wars who accosts Luke Skywalker in the cantina on Tatooine. Oh, yeah, who gets his hand cut off, right? Uh, well, his friend. Uh, his no, his friend gets his face. The guy with the the pig face gets the hand chopped off. But oh, okay. The guy with the weird vagina face, uh, <laughs> which is what this looks like, uh, does not. He gets just the stab pretty good. No, mm-hmm. actually, you're right. You're right. It is that guy. Nailed it. Yeah, you did it. Did I out? Did I out nerd you on Star Wars? Yeah, I guess. Oh did it. shit! Proud of you, buddy. But yeah, this is a very unsettling balloon sculpture. Mm-hmm. Also, a very unsettling episode. <laughs> Michael, I think that's going to do it for us here on Trends in Low Places. Thank you once again for joining me. Um, everyone, uh, you know, we, uh, we like to hear from our listeners at every, uh, chance we get. We also like to include stories from our listeners. Um, so if you have a hot tip or anything you want to just tell us or want us to talk about on the show, uh, you can contact us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Uh, so even if you don't have a story, but you just want to say hi, shoot us a message. And uh, you can follow along this show and our sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, by going to goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. Um, this show comes out every Thursday. Uh, Longest Days of Our Lives usually comes out on Wednesday, but, uh, you know, that's up in the air sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, Michael, how else can uh, people follow along? Yeah, people can follow along by finding us on Twitter and Facebook at TILPCast. Um, when you see us post something, please share it. Um, we've been kind of picking up on the listenership recently, so I can only assume that's because of you guys sharing it with your friends, which is awesome. Please continue to share it. Um, we don't really advertise this show or do anything other than asking people to listen to it. So it's really great when you guys share it with other people because it means that not only do you think we're funny, but you think other people might think we're funny and you're not embarrassed of us. Um, God bless you for that because I'm, oh man, I'm embarrassed of us all the time. (laughs) So yeah, and uh, you know, if you want to leave us a comment or rating on uh, iTunes or Podbean or whatever uh, podcast app you use and you find us on, that would be great as well. Um, And 
like Kush said, you know, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, we really like the stories you guys send in and uh, looking forward to hearing more. Yeah, for sure. Well, Michael, I did it. I found it. I found the dumbest shower thought on Twitter. Okay. This is from uh, <laughs> Nehemiah Solis on Twitter. I just realized why it's called Netflix. Another name for movies are flicks. And Netflix uses the internet. Netflix. Hashtag shower thoughts. Oh, boy. Yep, we did it. Michael, it's been lovely chatting with you. I can't wait to do it again. Love you, buddy. Love you, too. Toodles. 